Hello everyone, welcome to episode 620 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. The Cold Wave 6 Festival in Chicago has arrived. Things kick off this Thursday, September 20th at the Empty Bottle, then continue Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Metro and Smart Bar. Very few tickets remain, so head to coldwaves.net for the full lineup and ticket links. For our final episode this season, we're chatting with Sunday Metro performer Sean Payne. This is Cyanotic.
Technoir has been on the top of a lot of sites as far as most anticipated albums, and I know some people have been waiting a long time for it. What can you tell me about Technoir since uh, it sounds like its its release is imminent? Well, it's been a long creative journey, a kind of uh, refurbishing our sound and kind of honing more of the synths uh, that were always really present in the mix, but just kind of putting them up front and dropping the guitars in a lot of way. Like I saw Ministry yesterday, and it was telling because it just sounded like a bad bar rock metal band. You know, it was just all guitar. Then when Night Snails came on, it was cool because it was like, oh, there's synthesizers I can hear in the mix, and that's kind of what always attracts me to this music. I think that there's a new way to kind of make industrial rock slash metal a little bit more industrial. And that's just what we're trying out a lot on this album. Like, there's no guitar. And you're calling this Cyanotic 2.0. Tell me more about how you consider this sort of a rebrand. A lot of tumultuous people were surrounded in the process, and that always kind of made the second guessing become triple guessing and quadruple guessing it was basically just due to a lot of extraneous people being around getting to the basics of it where it was just myself with kevin uh writing a lot of the tracks getting some of the older members to contribute even though they knowingly didn't necessarily because well i think they were probably on some intoxicants when they did it. But they'll be happy to know that their parts made it onto the album. <laughs> and we had to kind of rebrand just because last summer we had to get rid of Chris, our longtime guitarist, because he was just battling a lot of personal issues involving uh, substances. And that was a tough time because we had to let him go midway through a tour. And I just couldn't handle the kind of uh, problems that become associated with people that need substances to make music. That's more what this album was trying to gravitate towards, was we can just make music that we are influenced by and love, and we don't need a bunch of surrounding problems to just make it more inhospitable when we're sitting there trying to mix it. So it's just been stripping it down and getting it more honed and figuring out how it can be presented live in a way that would seem fresh and entertaining to uh, a new audience and an old audience. And I think that just kind of rebranding kind of way that ministry went around doing the Land of Rape and Honey era stuff where there was just barely any guitar in the mix, but it still had this like unpredictable kind of unconventional approach to abrasiveness we were trying to kind of capture that because that's where we really grow from so when can fans expect to hear this we'll be playing a lot of it at cold waves and so we'll have it out just ahead of cold waves by the time that this airs i am imagining it will be out thematically cyanotic is known for the dystopia and the sci-fi People love to post any meme that exists about RoboCop or the Terminator or Predator or something like that to your page. Tell me about growing up on sci-fi and, and all those things being a big part of Cyanotic. 
Siska, that culture was uh, like a linchpin, just like industrial music in the 80s. It was, you know, the, the low to mid-budget sci-fis of the 80s and 90s. Just kind of helped signify what we're going after, and it helped us find kind of a through line with our audience. And it's always cool to be able to connect to, you know, random fans over, hey, you like RoboCop too? Hey, there's samples from RoboCop that pertain to it. You know, like, that's, it's strange that it's worked like that where our, some of our biggest fans always end up being big fans of all of the media that we're influenced by. And so dumping that into Cyanotic has always been kind of a, a big point of influence because... There was just a lot of, you know, the 80s were a, were a dark time, I guess, and that gave freedom to a lot of directors. I look at those people as a big influence because they did a lot with a little, and just like a lot of my favorite bands, just synergizing them into, you know, the visual and audio aspect, because we've been pulling a lot of that imagery together, too, for all of the tech noir stuff to kind of relate back to that. 80s, 90s sci-fi vibe, but also that 80s, 90s sci-fi vibe that was prevalent with uh, H-Gun Laboratories that did all the video work for the big wax tracks artists and Nine Inch Nails and all that stuff. So we've been just kind of trying to make this be the definitive totem for us for, you know, the uh, cyberpunk culture that it is strangely, you know, not... It's not just a old school nostalgia that people retain for it. It, it. it has themes that carry well into today, even if we have the World Wide Web available to us and it's not some far-flung reality. A lot of people seem to think that that, that cycle has come back again and we're back to this bleak you know, future world where technology has gone bad with things like I think Black Mirror does a really good job of, of telling those stories. I think the best thing that I've seen besides Black Mirror in the past couple of years that's encapsulated the ideas of sci-fi and technology run amok, strangely, is a 17-minute movie uh, called The World of Tomorrow um, by Don Hertzfeld. Uh, he did the rejected cartoons thing like a long time ago. It's on Netflix, and it's a really good just 17-minute watch that thoroughly encapsulates all of the sci-fi themes, but then presents them with isolation and loneliness and all of the things that the information age can kind of make you feel disconnected from humanity. And that was probably one of the best things I've seen in sci-fi lately besides Black Mirror. Do you know what I find to be the, the most satisfying sci-fi stuff right now is Rick and Morty. It's so, so smartly written, but if you're not paying attention, it just seems so dumb. I totally overshot that because I just think of that like the, even though it totally presents all of the sci-fi themes, I look at it more as almost like a grounded human comedy with all these fantastical things surrounding it. I think that's what they did great that... Um, a lot of those early Simpsons and things did where they just, if it weren't a cartoon, it would be too heavy handed. And so getting away with the kind of cartoonishness of it allows for a lot of the deeper themes to sink in. 
mostly machine. You're not really human. You're not really human anymore. Are you? Or are you? Or are you? More machine than human. So let's talk a little bit about glitch mode. You and your extended crew, it looks like everyone has been busy. There's a lot going on. Right now, there's um, been a lot of movement, and we're just trying to make sure that 2017 is thoroughly flooded with robot music for people that like the angry robot music. We put out the Viva Dystopia compilation that features a lot of the acts that are associated with the label. And that was uh, our biggest hit of the year so far. And so that's on the Glitch Mode Bandcamp for free. Uh, like everything, actually, pay what you want. And that model seems to really be working for us because for all the people that don't want to buy, they can still own. And the people that do want to buy always pay more than the intended price. So it ends up kind of weighing itself out. But Relic put out a great debut uh this year and there are backing band basically like jordan and dan um play with us and they'll be playing at cold waves and they're just phenomenally talented and super versatile performers they've been you know a mainstay and i'm glad that we finally got jordan to put out something because he's been sitting on these wonderful tracks for like many years just hundreds of them so there'll be some more Relic this year on top of their debut. And Rabbit Junk is just kept going strong. And he'll have a new one that he's putting together that's uh, pretty abrasive and a full length. Uh, there's going to be a new Amnestic that I help mix and master that's very much up the alley of the people who like Terminator and electronic body music and some guitars and yelling. And that'll be out right around Cold Waves too. And then there's a project I have with Chris Harris from Project 44 and Levi from Thrillco Cult and Pigface and all that called Conformco. That's like our fun throwback to the drunk at the party with a lampshade on your head, kind of fun industrial. Fun industrial. Let's talk a little bit about Cold Waves because you, you have done every Cold Waves to date. Every time that cold waves comes around i've been privileged enough that jason will include me in some way where we do either cyanotic or accucrack vampire anvil iron lung corporation rabbit junk and it's just been a testament to keeping alive what jamie liked about this music because he liked what we were doing and that's why we've kept going because uh, he's been always a important contributor to our sound especially after he passed away because we just had to retain you know i had to retain all those things that he taught me so i have like a notebook of just like okay jamie codes the tracks like this and you know the, his color coding system and everything i mean we're still kind of running in a very uh jamie efficient type of way it's a it's a celebration of the culture he really loved and that's industrial rock and so getting on stage for Cold Waves every year is, is a blessing. For the last AccuCrack album, he was referred to as the ghost in the machine. I like that. Yeah, he was always there at the point where it was time to mix and master if you could 
get that head nod and folded arm agreeance. There's so many times where I'm still thinking of how he kind of influences the, you know, direction of the sound. And that was especially true with that AccuCrack record because it was, you know, just Jason trying to make his dark industrial opus that Jamie was always hinting at, you know, and it was cool to see Jason delve back into the industrial dance stuff after that. Like after that, he just, it's like you couldn't get industrial tracks out of Jason for a long time. And then it just came pouring out, you know?
first thing we learn about emotion is that it has its price. Without restraint, without control, emotion is chaos. On this episode, you heard Clear Path, Signal the Machines, and Order Out of Chaos. Cyanotic can be found at facebook.com slash cyanotic. Our opening music is Monster Zero by Acumen Nation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Thank you to everyone that's listened, shared, and supported the show this year. See you later this week in Chicago. Our closing segment is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Wave's fallen Chicago musician and soundman Jamie Duffy. Here's Sean again, sharing a memory of Jamie. Jamie was just always such a driving force. When he cared about something, he really set out to make sure it was proper. And that's what was so sweet about him, because he signed on for a couple months worth of work with uh, our Medication Generation album. That ended up being almost a year because we just kind of grew attached and uh, semi-obsessed with making something that we both thought was, uh, you know, a a really viable product. And in that time, he just taught me so many ins and outs of mixing and EQs. And he was just instrumental in making us really care about what we were writing. And he always showed his dedication He'd get off of work at 2 a.m. and come over and mix till 7 a.m. And we'd never ask for this. He was just into what we were doing. And so that's what helped us keep going.